time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast of the Pod Boss, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always, your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chadwick Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And the not-so-mean Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And here to protect and serve, Officer Bob. What's up, guys? Today we have a doozy of an episode, but first, it's time for your Slack! Big Johnny D, how did you do? Well, I had a very good week, buddy. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm going to start it off right. We got this fucking sweet-ass shirt, as y'all can see. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm rocking these shades because it goes with the just of the shirt. You can get those. Sh- those shades are killing me, buddy. <laughs> I love Thank it. you. Um, Leave them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not doing the whole episode with no. Because I'll get distracted myself just looking in my no. It's just I know myself too well. Um, but you can go over to our website, projectlouder.net, hit that fucking merch tab, and go get yourself one of these fucking sexy bitches in a multitude of colors. I chose the slate gray. I think it pops, but uh, originally it comes on a nice cream. Yes. And it looks very nice. However, I don't trust myself with very light colors. So (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't even eat spaghetti sauce. And somehow that shit would fucking be like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Two minutes into the con. Hey, John, want to try pink sauce? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? And yep. then I'd be like, well, give me that thing. And I would just and then uh, guess what? For the show, it's homemade shirts by John. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Speaking Personal. of tie dye. Yeah. John, chill for them as I Yo, model. So this weekend, we've been talking about it on the last like three to four to fucking 18 shows. We are going to Steel City Con and you can go get this lovely shirt that TJ's rocking right now yourself. Or a variation a multi- of. Yes. Yeah, there's a few different versions and in a multitude of sizes from small people to big people like myself. So tagless. Come, yeah. Come down. and. uh Talk to us, get a shirt, rep us, and uh, yeah. Portion of all sales will be donated to the David Lynch Foundation. Thank you, sir. So other than that, the wife and I upgraded uh, bed size, so we finally went to a queen, and it's fucking awesome because my feet don't hang off the bed anymore. <laughs> so, you have that problem too, huh? I do. <laughs> we had a full, and it's just, yeah, man, you know. Okay, now I don't feel bad that we also have a full-size bed, so... No, yeah. dude. I mean, I was always fine with it just because our room was a little bit smaller, so it just kind of was more to accommodate that, but we were like, yeah, hey, we can go to a queen. Gave the daughter the full because we just got a new mattress like a year fucking ago, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, that was enjoyable. And let's see, hung out with the family. We went to beach at a state park um, on Saturday. And it was very reminiscent of Jaws, which was nice to me. <laughs> and the fact that my old man keeps it, he's like, man, it just reminds me of the scene of Jaws. Like, <laughs> I know. Because it's just huge, wide open beach. Everybody's out there just waiting in the water, tons of floatables and stuff. And I'm like, this is just too good of a time. Something bad needs to happen. 
like it just there needs, needs to be a fin it. in the water. He's, he's yeah, just right. standing, he's standing there waiting. He's like, somebody's getting eaten by a shark. Yeah, something's gonna <laughs> fucking happen here, dude. I don't know. I know this is not saltwater by any means, but uh, maybe barracudas um, or piranhas. I was just about to yeah. say. <laughs> But other than that, and then uh, a little pool time yesterday, and it was enjoyable. Watched this movie nice. uh, twice, actually, this time. I didn't get through it the first time. I was a little tired, but watched it again last night. And, uh, yeah, very excited to talk about it. Chad Daddy, how you doing, brother? Not bad. I had a nice uh, week of work. It was kind of slow, kind of yeah, kind of boring. You know, didn't have a whole lot of orders to push out. What we did get out, you know. You know, we, had, we, were, we were so far ahead of the game. We had nothing left to do for, like, half the week. Mm. So we're just another we're just another department's helping out. Uh, aside from that, what else did we do? We got um, took the kids out school clothes shopping. That was fun. <laughs> oh yeah! You said school shopping, dude. Yes. Oh yeah. And that that wasn't fun. My- school starting soon. So yeah. Yes, uh, thank God. <laughs> Steph needs a break, like you wouldn't believe. My son has just been insufferable. Fair enough. But, you know, he's only been around us and, you know, immediate family for over a year. It's about right. time to get him out there and gets he, he needs more contact with other kids. He's pent up. Yeah, he's very pent up. So that's going to be good for him. He's he's not happy about it. But thankfully, they don't have to wear masks in school, just on the bus. Really? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Nice. Aside from that, I picked up this handsome devil. Yeah. <laughs> So I got myself a versus Jason now. Woo! Who's Chad Coleman? Uh, that that is the illegitimate love child that I and Gary Coleman had. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, who does he look like more? Stephen O got canceled due to COVID, and Chad Coleman's replacing him. Chad. Whoa. Wait. Oh, I know who that is. Uh, from The Walking Dead. Uh, Tyrese. Chili from the Green Hornet. Yes, it is Tyrese from The Walking Dead. Hmm. Once you said Stephen Oak canceled, I put two and two together. I remembered him. He's, yeah, he, he I mean, he, they killed his character off years ago, but he was, a, he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's also in Grand Theft Auto 4. Nice. Hmm. But yeah, aside from that, you know, just sitting around playing some uh, Ultimate oh! Alliance 3. He's also the voice of Couch from Left 4 Dead. Is he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a role I know. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, and he's also uh, Resident Evil Six coach. There's a Capcom Valve crossover DLC. Yeah, you got Wait, a physical copy what? of Left 4 Dead. There's a Left 4 Dead Resident Evil Six DLC. Get this his brain's here. popping. Dude, I never even... You just blew John's well, mind. Resident Evil 6 sucked, dude. It was bad. Like, I enjoyed it. Well, for a Resident Evil game, could. it's bad. It was. Which one was 6? Six? 6 was, the six was before game. they started rebooting everything. And they were just like, all right, seven's going to first person. because 6, six is was four just... stories that's like four chapters each. And it's super action-packed, over-the-shoulder, like, third part. Like, yeah. It's okay, so that's the one I thought If you played... Um, that's what I thought it was, was then. Operation <laughs> Raccoon City, it was yes. like that on fucking droids. <laughs> and you were just like, no, 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 no. This isn't fucking Resident Evil. This is fucking like 
army of two or some bullshit <laughs> like this is <laughs> yeah anyways good 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 comparison though thank you Oh, and also, the, anyway, also, the wife and I canceled our planned trip to the Supernatural Memento Con in September. So we got all of our money back. So that actually gives me a little bit extra money to spend at Steel City Con. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's right. Positive. Spend that money, like boy. Not only that, but we're going to take the money that was refunded from our tickets and go to a, a hockey game in October. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yo, we're so, yeah, going to find Chad Daddy something like awesome. That he's really gonna like, but he's like, no, I can't get it. And then we're just gonna pressure him into getting it the whole time. We're like, oh, I, I told, I told my wife, there's a very likely chance I'll come home with one of those. They have the game systems that are like preloaded with like literally every game. Mm-hmm. I told her, they, they, there's always somebody there selling one. I said, there's a very good chance I'm gonna come home with one of those. Don't tell me that, dude, because I might have to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, you already have one like those. I said, no, I have one that I can't get a lot of games to work on, and this will have all the games in. <laughs> Stephanie, here she is. Do not be a bad. I have been told by many of friends I'm not a bad influencer, but I am a shenanigator. So listen, you know, if stuff happens, I can't be held accountable. Pistol whipping for all the shenanigans. (laughs) He's like the little devil on your shoulder that you know just kind of just kind of gives you that little nudge, right? You're like, you know, he's got a point. You're like that uh, meme from uh, Emperor's New Groove with Kronk. No, no, he's got a point. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's uh, that's basically all that's new with me. Bobby, my brother, how about you? Well, uh, much like you, Chad, I did get a versus Jason, but I got it in a different form. I was a bad boy last week, and there's a toy store right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought the Freddy versus Jason box set in uh, mint condition from the guy. Wait, the one where they're fighting in the cabin? Mm-hmm. Oh! He, he, he shared pictures. Didn't you see it? I it's did there. not. Go look back yeah. in the chat. I was, I was bad. Well, that was the, first, right now that was the first thing. Well, because it's already it's already on display in the room. Oh, okay. You know, Fair enough. That needs to be remodeled so I could do the show in there eventually. So that's coming. Uh, eventually. But so I was a bad boy and went and did that. And then um, this weekend was just hanging out with friends and family. Pretty much, it was a chill, chill weekend. I was with uh, my cousins on Saturday. Yesterday was a lazy motherfucker day, which I don't do often, so I needed it. And then um, last night into today, I was shown pictures, as you guys saw in our group chat, we have of my new Jason mask that is being made for my totally brand new Jason. It's completely custom. Nobody yeah. has this. Nobody has this mask except for me because. Well, we made it for mine. You don't even have it yet. <laughs> I don't even have. I don't even have it yet. I just. I just have pictures. And uh, Brody, Jesus Christ, Bro- Brody, we don't have a big enough table. We only have one. Brody, right. you need to chill. I understand in the land down under. You know, you guys got a lot of shit down there, but okay, that one, so you know, for our that, that's not going to work here. So they know what the fuck's going on, Brody. Said, Johnny, tell them. We need to get Lance to 3D print Bobby's schmeckle and sell, sell it at the convention. Dude, that's just table space alone, bro. Why don't, you, why don't you just go to a deli and get one of those big Italian salamis and just slap that on the table? Wait, no. Make sure you put. Make sure you wrap it in bread. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if we could sell bologna sandwiches and call it the Bobby. 
<laughs> you probably need a, bo- like a food vendor license to do it. But, so right? the, the, not- the bologna amoni. Yeah, <laughs> the pepperoni roll, but it's just a pepperoni just shoved in the middle of a fucking bread. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> roll. Make sure, hey, make sure it's like hot bologna or something. You know, you know it's hot bologna. It's got to be spicy, I tell you. It's got to be a spice. <laughs> Uh, but, the uh, sketchiest pepperoni roll you've ever seen, baby. <laughs> it's uh, but other than other than that, it's been pretty quiet. So I'm excited to uh, well, I'll still be working on that, Jason. But slowly but surely, it's creeping along because there's no hurry for it right now. But it's all coming together. But other than that, life is all right right now. Boss man, give me a rundown. Week trying to catch up on all the podcasts because we're going to be busy this weekend with Steel City Comic Con. Uh, look at this, guys. You know, we got boxes coming in and all that stuff because we Woo. are prepping. We are full fucking steam ahead with this convention, and I'm excited to meet all of you louder. We can hear the echo again. What's going on? I uh, <clears throat> don't know who it's coming from this time, but anyway, anyway, watched a lot of films this week, including David Fincher's Zodiac, and that is just mwah, such a beautiful. Beautiful film shot. Oh, shot so goddamn well. And I also watched a film called In Search of Fellini that was written by the voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright. <laughs> it's actually pretty damn good. Uh, this girl, her mother finds out she has some form of cancer, I'm going to guess. And she encourages her daughter to go out on her own. She falls in love with the filmmaker Fellini. So she goes to Italy in search of him and she falls in love instead. And when she eventually finds Fellini, uh, it's not actually him. It's the guy she fell in love with at the very beginning. And that was what she was looking for all the time, the whole time. Not actually Fellini himself. Pretty interesting film. Uh, Nancy Cartwright makes an actual appearance as herself. Uh, it's, it's interesting, especially when she talks, because at first I didn't register who it was. And then she spoke and I was like, oh, shit, it's Bart. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Damn. Fucking A. But yeah, it was uh, pretty decent. But I can't wait to talk about this week's film because it is from the Inzer God of Horror himself, George A. Romero. And that is, of course, 2007's Diary of the Dead. Written by George A. Romero, produced by Peter Grunwald, Art Spiegel, Sam Engelbart, and Eric Hatt, starring Michelle Morgan as Deborah Monahan, Joshua Close as Jason Creed, Sean Roberts as Tony Rovella, Amy Lalonde as Tracy Thurman, Joe Dinicle as Elliot Stone, Scott Wentworth as Andrew Maxwell, Philip Rico as Ridley Wilmot, George Buzza as the biker in the dorm, Tatiana Masalni as Mary Dexter, Artie Reed as Samuel. Uh, we don't have SPD Blue in there. Oh. Huh. Uh, really? Yep. Huh. What was his name? I can't pronounce his last name. I don't I can't. know. <clears throat> Music. I have to look yeah. it up. Music by Norman Orenstein. Cinematography by Adam Swicka. Edited by Michael Doherty. I believe he worked on another Romero film. Distributed by Third Rail. Releasing. Released February 15th, 2008. Or February Chris Violet? Yes. Is that it? Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. September 8th, 2007. TIFF premiere. Runtime, 92 minutes. Budget, $2 million. Gross, $5.3 million. Hmm. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh yeah, Giggity. forgot it. He says, "What a fucking guy." What the hell am I looking for? <laughs> Pronounce <laughs> <Pronunciation. laughs> agencies. <laughs>
are reporting accounts of the dead returning to life. What's that? You can't talk about it, man. What is this about, Jason? This turns out to be a big thing. I just want to record it. This sort of failure, organization. Looks hurt. It's all burned up. The problem doesn't seem to be that people are waking up dead. <laughs> the dead people are waking up. It's not going down. Shoot in the head. No, no, please. They're not getting truth from anybody else. All that news is a pack of lies. I'm dealing with this crisis. Now. <laughs> you gotta know that this might be bad. I'm trying to get home to my family, okay? Don't bury the shooting head! People start running out of food, water, gas. Dudes start shooting at each other. Trust somebody. What would you do? Kill us? I think about it. Maybe one of them got in already. You're saying they're all dead? Yes. This is a hospital. There's nobody here. do this anymore. Every time we walk in somewhere, somebody dies. Hey, all right. Did you just watch it, Steve? He says he forgot the plot, everybody. So. It's basically just Night of the Living Dead, you know. Pretty much. Like, shit goes awry and... yeah. But it's Night of Living Dead from somebody from the angle of somebody who wants to get it on camera. And in a contemporary this, set. If this was yeah. If this went down in our group, TJ would definitely be the <clears throat> camera guy, I feel. He'd be like, yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I hope Chadwick would finish it for me. <laughs> oh, so I get to be the girlfriend. Sweet. You're always my girlfriend, Chad. In every scenario, you're my girlfriend, you handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Love it. All right. Damn it. Now I, now, I, now I was going to put dibs on the guy that gets electrocuted in the bathtub. Oh, fair enough. What a way to go. What a way to go. Which I think, I think this may be our first uh, bathrobed zombie ever. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever remember seeing one ever. So yeah, you're if probably she was right. a woman, that's right, Steve. Her clothes would have got caught in the doors, door jam and fallen off as she walked away. I'll have all my equipment with me, so if it happens, we're ready. Yes, <laughs> equipment. Oh <laughs> uh, fucking it! So whose pick was this? Who do you think? That's right. You got to ask that question. Yes, it's part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, you not every zombie pick in Romero films mine, okay? Uh this No, I mean I did the crazy, so technically but it's not zombie. Very uh, true. Very true. Yes. No, man, it, this was a this was a fun movie and I actually think I enjoyed like what did we say Land came out a year prior to this? 2005. Oh, that's right. It it came out but it was actually made 2 years earlier. That's what it was. Um, I would say I almost enjoyed this a little bit more than land. Yeah, really? 
Steve, if you're home, I'm going to pop on. I mean, I enjoy, I really like land. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. I don't. I just, I don't know. This was, can, this I, was can, the, I, can I try what? to explain why I think you do? This is a return to traditional Romero filmmaking. Uh, he started in low budget filmmaking and he returned to it after land. And this is the start of it. And I think it shows. And I think that you can appreciate this film because it has that <laughs> Romero low budget feel to it. And if you like his early work, then you like this. Just my I was going to say, like, it just, right. It just seems very like small scale again. And I enjoy that. More yes. So that, like, yes. like, listen, I like where Land got because obviously that's the development of like. You get Dennis Hopper and Ossie Argento. Can you argue? No. I mean, can't. no. But there's but, just a, there's a feeling. And even though it's like, I feel like it's, while it is, it feels wildly different than his other films. It's still, you could tell it's his, mm-hmm. just by certain things. So if, I don't know. If I if I may interject uh, before Absolutely we discuss before we discuss this further, oh, uh, yes. TJ, how about you give us that sweet plot rundown, buddy? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jason Creed and the small crew of college filmmakers are in the Pennsylvania woods making a no-budget horror film when they are hearing the terrifying news that the dead have started returning to life. Led by Jason's girlfriend, Deborah, the frightening young filmmaker set off in a friend's old Winnebago to try to get back the only safety and security they know, their homes. But there is no escape from their crisis or any real home for them to go back to anymore. Everything they depend on, all that they hold dear, is fractured at the plague of the living dead begins to spread. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Johnny. <laughs> short. Oh, short and sweet. I mean, I don't know. It was it's not an overcomplicated film. No. It's a very simple film, and I think that's why I like it. It's just Exactly. I mean, there's it's not simple as the fact that there's not like levels to it and layers and all that. You know what I mean? Like character but, development, all that good shit. But But within the socio political uh themes, there's layers. Yeah, I mean you still get it's making a it's making commentary on the way things are 2007 that and i mean you got romero's classic like shit on the army exactly yes. um in a couple spots mm-hmm. yeah uh, he does not like the military at all no by any means um we even get to see romero in this mm-hmm. yes uh, is is he a sheriff I think I he's believe the, so. Yeah. Yes, he was the sheriff. <laughs> he was the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he was the one saying it, how it happened, mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yeah, that was cool. I love the inclusion of the Black Revolutionary Group. That's just doing that was, their own thing. Yeah, it's so cool. That was uh, those dudes had shit under. I mean, okay. So I'm glad you brought that scene up. So. When she was doing the talk down to him and she's like, well, you could either kill us or you could give us your shit. Was she talking down to him or she being real with him? And that's what she, why what he appreciated about I mean, her. And that's why he was so cool with her from then on out. I'm just saying, like, if it's apocalyptic times, I feel like well, somebody in that group would have been like, eh, fuck that. We're going to save our shit. But they're not like shit. that. Of all the groups that's- that have that we come across in this in this film, they are the most collected, the most calm, and the most logical. Well, I guess that's what throws me off, because normally, you, you, and to go with this, normally you would probably end up seeing something like that, where they would like, nope. And then like maybe one person would survive, and they would have like their vol- like vengeance bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, that, that would be that would be what would happen in like Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. 
Very, very fair point. Um, but no, that was like that was interesting. I the hospital scene. I fucking love the whole hospital scene, like, especially uh, Greg Nicotero, the surgeon, zombie, super fucking rad. <clears throat> um, and I feel bad for our uh, SPD Blue Ranger because I feel like he was just like a really likable side character and he just gets yes. like fucked regardless and i was like well that's why that's sucks. why he died he was a likable side character and i do <laughs> and you didn't even you didn't even see him die he died off camera no well Don't you know he dies in the bite but then you see the shot in the head yeah so i i kind of i do think at the end of uh, spd he becomes a red ranger <laughs> just Dude. saying just things i remember no that's fine <laughs> um i don't know i mean did you why did you want to see him like actually like croak or I figured well, you no, probably just, just did on the ride there maybe or whatever. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. But it's just kind of, you know, the guy was documenting everything. You think that would have been in there as well. True. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he edited that part out because he was editing it as he went along. Uh, maybe he was charging was the he? camera more. Or okay. did she edit? Ooh. Because whenever they Impossible. went to the house, she mentioned Impossible. that she she made the choice to include the footage uh, at, in the just, house. Yeah, she, she so did. ultimately she had control of the final cut, despite That's what we true. see. Ooh, good call. This yeah, film so is intentionally made to be a student film. A lot of the shots that we see in this film are actually very student film ish. So it makes the film feel extra authentic in that nature. <laughs> Uh, Romero said that this was actually more heavily choreographed than any scripted film he has he's ever made. Like in trying to make it look yes. oh, I bet. found I footage, he had to work extra hard on it. But a certain type of found footage, it had to be found footage of a of film students who understand film and how camera works and how to actually capture footage. So you see actual film techniques used in this and even they can also with yeah, lighting true, and stuff he even yeah. said that too like he was like no he's like let me get back here so i can get a better shot of you exactly we see yeah. we see and multiple scenes where they're doing multiple takes of things in order to get it done so while this film's going on there's also a sense of filmmaking <clears throat> going on and that's well, a theme throughout the so it's a certain type of found footage because we also get other versions of found footage in this film, oh, like the yeah. security cam. And we also, when we cut between the two different cameras, there's slight resolution differences. And then we also see other cameras like the one underneath the Winnebago that gives you a completely different type of resolution. So it's a different type of found footage, not necessarily what traditional is. And so much better done than that piece of shit movie we watched. What the fuck was it? And I think Spoiler? I even picked it. It wasn't even shit. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't terrible shit, but it was shit nonetheless just for what we're talking about. No, no, no. Um, Hills Run Red. Oh, oh yeah. You remember how oh, they did the fake yeah. POV shots? Yeah. The they were like, this is actually the legit really good camera, but we're going to put some digital effects in to make it look like a yep. fucking camcorder. Then we're going to go to an actual camcorder. Back to this bullshit, but call it all the same. Like, no, was, no, no, no. <laughs> you guys want to hear uh, so Brody's review? Funny. Let's go for it. Snip That's fucking snip. Good boys, but Katie's cutting in. Ding. Snip fucking snip. <laughs> Where do you do there, folks? It is all right. Your DKB here back for another episode of Goromore. And this week I'm here to talk to you about George A. Romero's Diary of the Dead. Now, let me just start off by saying that I fell asleep twice watching this film. Yes, that's right. Ouch. You heard me correctly. Twice. 
Um, and when I woke up and realized what had happened, I didn't even go back to watch what I'd missed because I really lost interest in this film in the first 10 to 15 minutes. Um, now, it kills me to say this because I love George Aramiro and his previous work, but I feel that he's milking it by this stage and there's only so much you can do with the zombie genre um, that he that he's, he's already done. And I feel this is just basically a mashup of his previous work in that sense. Now, let me just also add to this, the cinematography in this. Now, it's meant to be found footage. It looks way too pretty to be found footage. Um, and I don't like comparing the pair, but they're both in the subgenre <laughs> of film students. genre uh, of found footage. And Blair Witch, I mean, when the Blair Witch <laughs> came out, they used this shitty handheld cam. Um, it definitely captured the grittiness, the realism of that um, area that they're based in. And it made yeah, you feel more about the characters. Movies. Yeah, uh, that film, that's the 90s, film, and they're using um, a cheap camera. That's the point of the, the, of the footage there. Um, because I felt like they, they were just... Everything is rented from the Pittsburgh really uh, University. And when they got bitten or whatever it was that was happening to them, um, I couldn't give a fuck. Like, I was hoping that they'd <laughs> Well, you were sleeping um, for half of it. There was a part of me thinking, well, if they're at least all going to die, there's going to be some creative kills in this film. I don't think we even really got that. Um, <gasps> Lies! Oh, one. And I may have missed two. it. I can't really remember, but it was an Amish two. Girl. Acid to the face? Sliced himself Ooh, okay, three. to kill a zombie on his back. You see a brain I mean, melt. If that's what happened... <laughs> I'm that's go pretty that. fucking badass. Um, like I said, yeah, I was in and out of this film. It was really hard for me to watch. Um, yeah, was- there's one thing that he actually, that I feel that Ramiro got right with this film, and that was the lighting. I mean, if you're going to shoot a found footage uh, <laughs> film, yes, there were some like really dark scenes, but I think that plays well into that category of found footage because you're obviously not lighting the scene. They try and make it realistic. Okay, hold on. Okay, so in the same review, he complains that it doesn't look found footage enough and then compliments the lighting and says how nice it looks. I didn't know what you were talking about when I first came in, but now I know. <laughs> now you know. It's now possible. I know. Um, so there was that element that he really fucking um, – We still love you, bro. Yes, yes of course we do. Um, but, yeah, like there's nothing really else so that I can say about this, this film that – Yeah, just – I just really didn't like this film, um, but that's just me, obviously. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it a Gore and Moore score of a 1.9. Uh, Whoa! Wow! Is your DKB Ooh. signing out? Enjoy oh. the evening, gentlemen, and I shall catch you next oh. week. Peace, buddy. Wow. Oh. Damn. Wait a minute, Bobby Brody. Wow. Hold on. Wait a minute. Dude, that ain't right. Now- all right, can I just say I've thought Brody was gonna go like lowball like that on so many other scores that he is like shit on. Yeah, and he hasn't. But this time, that's a sh- that's kind of a shocker, dude. He threw out a one in there, like he gave it a nine. But ah, uh, love you, buddy. That was all right. We love you, Brody. But Woo. I gotta say, I'm almost kind of leaning towards Brody's. No, that's fine, dude. Film. I didn't. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't awful. I thought it was the weakest of all of uh, Romero's zombie films. I didn't like the storytelling. It's the way it was presented. I, 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 I get the whole of the film. The you know the film students filming it. What I didn't like was her voiceover. Could have done without that. I didn't like when it would she she would be you know voicing over something and then it would flash back to something that already happened. You know, but, it was, it was, okay, she would, she would, you're not watching Romero. You're watching their cut of the film. 
Right. So but I, it's supposed I, to be student filmish. So those types of amateurish stuff are supposed to be included. Still didn't care for it. That's fair. Okay. It, it didn't. It did not work for me on that level. Fair enough. So fair was enough. that like that was like more like what in the beginning? <clears throat> yeah, I guess you get. I remember beginning at the end. Well, there's a couple shots that are that I think that are complete garbage, but I just attributed it to them making it more of a student film type thing, authenticating it, like the shaky cam thing uh, transition after they leave the dorm. Uh, it's just things like that that I'm like, okay, this is a student film. This is them capturing it documentary style, so that they're going to do these weird amateurish stuff to kind of make it look more real. Uh, that's what I equate those to. Yeah, you don't have to like it, and I think that that's what the whole point is, is to make it more real. Just my opinion. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but the person, okay, and, and when he goes into the dorm the first time, or when he goes into the dorm, when he first gets into the dorm, and there's that guy looting and grabbing the TV. Yeah. Buzzer. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that or is that not the guy who did the voice of Beast in the X-Men animated series? It is. It is. Okay, I thought, okay. Is it? Yeah. Yes. I thought so. I thought I recognized awesome. him. And you can catch a little bit of that in his voice, too, when he's talking. <laughs> well, now I feel like I need to watch it again, dude, just to that scene. The like, only reason to use Disney Plus uh, is that fucking X-Men thing. X-Men? <laughs> the X-Men animated series. Love that shit. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It was good. Um, so, I mean... All right. Listen, I'm not going to say this is Romero's best work by any means. No, but it's decent. But I've, I still enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I feel it's a good ride. Um, especially in if given the time and the oversaturation of zombie movies at the time. Yeah, especially following up on a uh, found footage zombie movie the year prior with 2006's The Zombie Diaries. This film is much more focused, much more done by a guy who knows what he's doing, by a crew that knows what they're doing. Like I said, a lot of this stuff I feel is intentional because Romero is such an artoir and is such far enough along in his career that he knows what what, what to put on screen. I want to feel like this came out in the slew of other movies that were copies or supposed to be sequels to his originals mm-hmm. yes like and there was like a reboot stuff there was a re- that one there was like a reboot with fucking nick cannon and ving rames there was also another, that was the there the was Dead. another one there was another um, one of uh with sig Hag in it yeah the sig Hag 3d yeah the, one that was yeah. 3d um there was a lot of, like yeah. all right around this time of like 2005 to 2009 so like this is like right there in the smack dab and like you got granddaddy fucking of all zombies making the, you know what I mean like I feel like it still stands out among yeah a lot of those. I agree with you on that not, one because it, said, it certainly movie, does but it's entertaining I feel I and went I into with an entertainment oh, so aspect did you say do you want to start your connection is shitting the bed. Yeah, okay. Thank God it's not just me. Yep, he, he's lagged out. I'm going to cancel him out. <laughs> so much for that new internet, buddy. Uh, it's it's yellow barred right now. He's skipping. Ooh. Oh, yep. He's still going. Refresh. Uh, yeah. Anything, anything else before we move on to the next topic? Here? I think we can uh, I think we can peek behind the curtains. If Chad, Chad you got ready. any uh, little notes there, buddy? 
I might have a few. Beginning in the warehouse, when the group is searching the RV for the missing dead body, you can hear a television report in the background. The report is actually taken directly from the original Night of the Living Dead. Yes! That's awesome. Uh, This begins on the same day as Night of the Living Dead, although the setting has been updated to the present day. The concept for the film evolved from an idea that George Romero had earlier for a Living Dead television series, which also would have begun on the same day as Night of the Living Dead. Excellent. Excellent. That's awesome. That could have been interesting. But then again, you know, then I just think this would have been, you know, what, three years prior to uh, Walking Dead. You know, and you know that would have been cool if they would have kept driving because then they could have met all the other people because they're all driving around the locations of where the other stories right? taking place. Well, that's what, OK. So <laughs> that was another thing I enjoyed is like how they kept mentioning like the different areas of like mm-hmm. Pennsylvania going through. And I don't know if it's just because it's maybe the found footage style. But it just feels so much. I mean, you guys are from fucking PA. I've only driven through there and like gone to like Hershey Park and mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like every time they mention Scranton or something, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking drive through there this week. Like, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> like, it was just that much more. Like, it, it just felt that much more like real, just because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, I've been to most of these locations where I'm. Like playing. most Romero films, with the exclusion of land, it's small town setting and it's extremely relatable. And I think that that's why lots of people enjoy his films it's just because of how relatable they are so what if actually i'm sorry continue with chad so uh shot over a period of only 23 days Mm. oh really Mm -hmm. hot damn the documentary within the film is called the death of death this is also the name of george romero's four-part miniseries for the dc comics zombie title toe tags excellent that's awesome that's cool. it's like a, it's like a pseudo conspiracy uh, documentary within yeah. a documentary. Yeah, it kind yeah. of is really. Uh, as the film was shot in long takes, George Romero deliberately cast stage actors for their roles. Oh shit! See, and then that's why uh, the main. I got a weird vibe from her acting at first, and then I was like, no, because girls are actually some girls actually act like this and have that cold persona. And I was like, she's right. on point. She's totally on point. She's just being a sarcastic bitch the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it fits for what she does. Yeah. Well, until the it end. Does. Well, yes, until the end. Yes. Yeah. Even before Land of the Dead was released, George Romero was planning a found footage take on the zombie apocalypse. There we go, people. Ooh. There we go. No shit. Despite its freeform style, George Romero found this handicam handicam interpretation required even more planning than a regular film. Yep. And I'm not surprised. I could see that because you got to act like it's you got to act like it's found footage. Right. Like it's actual natural, like happening. You know what I mean? Like it's not on a set. I mean, they even go they even go as mentioning that cameras that were used or are being used by the film students and really allow you. Uh, we'll continue. Continue. I'll talk about it. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You have uh, the stage. It, go ahead. It, it, it will go in with the opening scene question. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. Uh, so we talked about some of the voice cameos. But I think we had to actually start talking about them before we started filming. Yes. Uh, do you guys? Which ones did you guys pick up on? Craven. Craven for sure. That's one. King. Mm-hmm. Stephen King. Oh uh, fuck. No, I can't think of the other one. What was the other ones, Chad? We also had Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. That's it. Tom Savini. 
Wait, ah, where was? I didn't was pick these? up on Sabine. These were like the voiceovers for the, like the newscastings and shit. Yes, in the scene with the zombie doctors, a voice can be heard in the radio inviting people to aim for the head. This is the voice of Tom Savini. This audio is actually lifted directly from the bonus features of the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Zack <laughs> ah. Snyder, what you doing? Where were the other ones? I feel stupid as fuck for not even like noticing those. Holy shit. A lot of them, were, they were all voiceovers on the radio. You also missed uh, Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead. Also, I don't know if this is a connection. Uh, you mentioned a Zack Snyder reference. In mm-hmm. this film, they mentioned Shamblers. In Army of the Dead, they re- they yes. also mentioned Shamblers, which is a reference to Romero's oh. work. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Have you I watched it yet, Chad, or no? No. I, I feel Shamblers is a reference to something else, too. Like a game. I, I don't I've remember never, what that. I've never seen it. Oh, 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 oh. Now I remember. It's, um... What? It's using Quake, isn't it? I don't know, but there were also uh, xenomorphs called shamblers in uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. Also in The Last of Us. You played Colonial Marines? Mm-hmm. Chad played everything. I thought that movie was. Dude, I thought that game was good, like dump. I what got I got it for five bucks at Five Below. I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> it was Wasn't brand it new. Five bucks. Fuck though, like you were actually Dude, able to beat it. It played fine. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. All right. It people shit on it because it didn't deliver what they had in the beta test like they went and completed ah, the game and that's why okay. people love this shit on it you play it on its own it's a fine game is it a masterpiece no is it a fun game where you just walk around shooting aliens fuck yeah yo what about that new colonial greens coming out the fire squad one i'm not yeah, sure yeah. yet looks I'm like the sure. predator game to me kinda it looks like gears dude you look like Gears. Keep going. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro also did a voiceover as a radio Ooh. announcer. Well, thank God you said that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I almost couldn't. Almost couldn't spit out. And of course, George Romero was the uh, sheriff presenting the cover up for the yeah. footage. Yes. That's that's all I got. There really wasn't much behind the scenes stuff that I found. Nice. Johnny, any questions? Help me. So you kind of already brought it up but uh how close do you think they were to the original farmhouse in night of living so maybe they rode over hold on farmhouse in romero land is that way for me uh Uh, you got uh evan city so it's over to the right so it's over to the right where evan city is relative to where they are they are in scranton they're going from west no, no, to east. They, they didn't start in Scranton. Where do they start? No, they at? Went to Scranton. They they were they were near Pittsburgh. They were students. right. Okay, they were so at they, Pittsburgh because they were the University of Pittsburgh. So they would have drove past the original farmhouse. And that was located maybe. Wait, no, from Pittsburgh across. Uh, no, they, uh, they could be no reason to go up. They could have gone up and over. They could. We don't know where they were filming. They could have been filming in okay, that area. Fair enough. Yes. It's, it's, it's too tough to say. We, they were just filming in the wilderness outside of Pittsburgh. It could have been literally anywhere. So hypothetically, they could have run into the people in night, day and dawn. Hypothetically. Well, but dawn's later day. on. Dawn is not way day, later day, on. Day takes place yeah. in Florida, remember. Day. That's right. Yeah. Day takes place in Florida. That's right. But Dawn and night. I just keep thinking yeah. geographically of where the actual bunker is. Is Dawn <laughs> is the original Dawn the actual? Yeah, it has to be. Dawn. Okay. Yeah. When we're at when we're at the convention, it'll be at the mall next to us. 
Yeah, it'll be across the parking lot. (laughs) There you go. It does not look anything like that now. Except one hallway, and I'll show you to you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But at least you'll be able to go shopping at the mall right there. We have a whole con to shop at. So hypothetically, we could have seen Barbara and the people from Dawn. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yes. That would have been awesome, dude. Mm -hmm. That would have been cool to run into them. Like, I don't know how they. Well, no, because like, let's see, they were in the cemetery. They could totally see like the the uh, the truck explosion from the farmhouse from afar for like from like the fucking road. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the gas station, like the gas explosion. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like Easily. little stuff, dude. Easily. I feel like I don't know. I kind of feel like probably by the time that happened, they were probably closer to Scranton. That's true. I don't. I don't know. When they were driving the first time, it's at nighttime. Because well, like, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like hard to say. Or it could have came over the news too. Mo- See, that's what I was kind of confused. Because the first night, I think they were driving out, but I feel like they went back, didn't they? What's going and on the first night they, is oh. Ben going to get the gas that first night, and then also is is it the same time that they're raiding that apartment building? Like, it's hard to like, you know what I mean, to line all this up because that's all happening at night. And if he says it's I all happening. Like- I feel like dawn takes place a couple days after night because they yeah. already had the they already had the zombies locked in the into the building in certain parts. So I, I feel like this was maybe a week after Night of the Living Dead where it wasn't like complete pandemonium yet. See, I feel we'll like have to review the timeline. You might you, you're probably right. <laughs> we on have that to make a like, timeline. I feel like Snyder's cut is or Snyder's version is fucking with my head because that was literally like night into. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was what, like literally yeah, the next what? day. Yeah. Yeah. They like, made it as if that pandemonium happened in 24 so like, hours. I feel like that's what kind of like fucks with my head on that, where you might be right with Romero's classic. It, maybe it's like a day after the, like a day or two, or maybe even a week after the fact. Yeah. I would okay. say more of a week. Let's keep this okay, how about, podcast. How about we, this is almost like the night of the living dead to Zack Snyder's dawn of the dead, like almost. You know, you got the same story in a contemporary setting. It could be kind of viewed right. that way. August thirty first, zombies. Night, August thirty first, right. Night of the Living Dead takes place. October twenty fourth to twenty sixth, Diary of the Dead takes place. Be- October, Dawn of Wait, the Dead what? and Survival of the Wait. Dead take place. Oh, this is the Living Dead timeline. Uh, November, mm. Fiddler's Green is taken over by Kaufman. Huh. No, later in November. That was that fast. Yeah. Wow. Damn. This that is, is six, fast. this is between 1968 and 1971. I Jesus mean, I, I know you got to like take. Oh, this is in with the course of four, uh, four years. Huh. But still, this is happening relatively quickly. That's what all the Romero yeah. films happen in is within the course of four years, I believe. You know, you know why all this ha- why this all happened. You know, kind of skewed like this. It's all Loki's fault. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> he fucked Goddamn up and variants. caused the multiverse. Goddamn variant. So uh, <laughs> what format did you boys watch this on? I, I saw this on uh, Tubi. Yeah, Tubi for me. Mm-hmm. Not bad quality. Chat. I just I decided to be the odd man out. I wanted to watch it on Pluto. Ah. <clears throat> really would like a Blu-ray release of this and survival as a two pack from Shout Factory. That would be nice. I yes. actually watched it on Vudu and Tubi. And ah. Tubi gave me less issues than Vudu. Vudu kept like 
restart it. It was fucking weird. Yeah, vo- Voodoo, I've had issues <laughs> with in the past, but Tubi has been good when I've watched movies with them. Yeah, Tubi, 100%. I wasn't so sure how many commercial breaks Pluto would have, so that's why I went with that. The answer how is many? a lot. A lot. Oh. They're okay. only about a minute long each time, but yeah, there was quite a few commercials. Is it, breaks, the, is it like one of those ones where it's just the same commercial every time you get a commercial break? No, but it was the same oh, okay. block of commercials every commercial break. There was always ah, the same three or four commercials okay. every time. Gotcha. Two of which were about gambling. Like those are my kind of commercials. Problems? No, no, no. About gambling. One oh. was a commercial for the. <laughs> you have one, one was a commercial for the uh, for the uh, Borgata Casino, and one was for oh. um, DraftKings. Are you having problems uh, gambling? Keep trying. I don't know. <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> Keep trying. That's, that's terrible. Keep trying. Your luck will get better. <laughs> Don't give up. Quitters never got anywhere. If you win a hundred dollars, you can win one hundred thousand dollars, people. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Too no, cheap. if I win a hundred dollars, I quit. I've got quit when I'm ahead. Dude, if I take twenty bucks, I lose twenty bucks. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> Dude, no joke. Our honeymoon, me and Steph went to Atlantic City. Okay. We ended up spending more time on the beach and just walking around the boardwalk. Like we went to the casinos a couple times, you know, played some video slots. I'm like, this is it. And like, I could have done this on my phone for free and wouldn't have lost any money. Dude. So my wife's grandma is like super into it. And she's like, hey, that's cool. Like that's her thing. But I told her like, I've gone with her a few times and I'm just like, grandma, I'm like, these are pretty much like video games now. She's like, yeah. I'm like, you want to go to Walmart? Like, I'll pick you out an Xbox. We'll get you like some. We'll get you some sweet shit that is like you don't have to keep dumping money into. She's like, yeah, but I could win money. I'm like, yeah, but how much money do you dump in to win that money? Like, it doesn't usually even out. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Anyway, yeah. Douche. Oh. Uh, douche of the movie. The camera guy. Say, the camera guy. That's yeah, Jason. Fucking, Jason. Yep. Oh, he was a. I need some help when, here, but I'm filming, guys. Yeah. Like, how many times did, like, the friends were like, I need some help? Especially, like, the girl. Though I did enjoy. End. Yeah, yeah, When his movie started actually playing out, because I wonder if, like, he got in his head. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, this is actually what I really wanted. Like, I think it's uh, the rich got, dude we, in the mansion is the douche. And we got yeah. the titties like he wanted. Right. We did. Even There's though she was playing, she's like, that wouldn't make sense. Listen, man. You could say that, but at the same time, like he was almost the smart man. Yeah, he still get fucked, but he was almost the smart man out for the most of it because he just got to go chill in his mansion and yeah. Granny like, turned into this. A, I'm out of here. Fuck you. He was just shit faced the whole time, but obviously mm-hmm. he got bit by somebody. That, eventually, yeah, but. camera guy all the way. I'm with you, Jason. Like it. it Favorite kill. Where- oh, Jed. For, oh, I was just saying, I even got to the point where at one point near the end of the movie, Steph's like, oh, there's a douche in the movie. And I look at him like, I literally just wrote that down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, um, so favorite kill? Scythe. I, I say I have to the scythe because he literally just went. Yeah, that was just fucking awesome. And then the I other like one. acid to the head. That's pretty sweet. The that's, other one that's probably my makes. My other one is the arrow to the kid's head, and it just nailed. Ooh, that was very good. And <laughs> it was really cool and sun, but I'm I'm like, with TJ. The acid melt on the zombie's head. I did like that one too, because but was, the, the other, I like the abruptness of the of the arrow, and he just goes. Yeah, that was like, definitely that, like it was very abrupt. Fun. I like that. All good. But the, 
The acid was cool to watch so the bird good. just simmer away. And the CGI wasn't god awful. Maybe like one or two kills. It's fucking shit. But like, yeah. the, it's pretty damn good because it's practical and CGI in tandem. And that's that's the best way to use it. All right. Romero knew how to do it. There we go. Best scene. I really love the Amish uh, dynamite scene because it's so beautiful. (laughs) What a perfect way to introduce a character. Uh Yes. That was great. That was amazing. I'm zombie parts. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great, dude. Romero does a good job breaking stuff up with comedic stuff, though. I'll, I'll say from the whole time you meet his character, like the whole bars, the whole barn scene, too. Yeah. yeah, like that's just great. And I was very sad to see him go away very fast. Like, you know, it's going to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, God damn it. Why? Like, <laughs> I really like the uh, build up to the reveal of the zombies swimming in the pool. Ooh. I think that oh, was actually yeah. shot really well in the way that the dialogue is written. It kind of makes it suspenseful. Yeah, it makes tense. you very inquisitive of what's what's actually he did. So. Well, yeah, man, because you're just going around tight corners and you're just like like any found footage movie, which mm-hmm. does that really well. And we've seen a few of them quite a like few. that really builds up the suspense. You're like, what the f-? like? You don't know if it's going to be a jump scare, if it's going to be a good. You know what I mean? Like just the way it's like hugging everything. Yeah. yeah that was, I'm still going to have to go with the whole like just the whole farmer scene in general. I like, enjoy yeah. I for me, I really enjoyed when they're in the hospital. Ooh, that was I I enjoyed that that very, very much, especially for the kills, but just the the atmosphere of it. Like that really made me feel like this is this is a nice, nice fill to the zombie film. So I enjoyed that very much. And And not only that, the eye popping. Nice. Like like just that the whole atmosphere. Beautiful. Beautiful. And skinny aggressive nerd dude just taking on the bald zombie man just stabbing the fuck see, out this, of it and not all, okay this is the one movie where that happens and then but you don't see him like timid at first he's just like fuck this like, it's almost nah, like a, a the friday the 13th part four scene and he's like i'm stabbing the dude and he's doing nothing and the guy's yeah. like i'm getting killed here yeah he's killing but that's definitely my favorite scene. yeah very nice all right where are we at next gentlemen did the opening, opening scene. scene. Okay, so the opening scene was a mishmash of footage from other things, and it kind of really sets the tone of the film that things are in a panic and that the media is in a total frenzy and they have no fucking clue what's going on and that they really suck at their jobs. And I think that <laughs> right after that, we get this introduction to these characters that are they're filming this movie. And then we get an introduction to what we're about to watch, which is a student film. And it's a student film that is a documentary that was filmed at the end of the world. And then we, they tell us about all the gear they used, all the people that are involved, and why they are doing this. And I think that it just totally ties everything that's about to come up. It really prepares you for it. I guess it really prepares you for everything that you're about to watch and sets the tone for, for the film. So I agree with all that. All right, so opening sure. scene, like... I didn't know how far you'd want to go. I figured it might just be the news report that we see, mm-hmm. um, which in the sh- in the thing it was he shot them and himself, right? Like that's why they were 
dead in the first place. Like he killed his family and then he shot himself. Yeah. So I wonder how much farther like this dude knew some shit was going on. Like, because I feel like that's probably why he did it. Hmm. And he was trying to like, you know what I mean? Like go out as a family then, you know, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. Hmm. Because like, I want to know what the fuck like would turn that guy into doing that. Like, because he must have went through some shit, I'd imagine. So we've already, we probably got zombies in that apartment building, possibly. So I like how the one girl just leaves and the Texas music plays. Mm-hmm. She's like, fuck this. Another comedic moment where she kills the zombie and then well, knocks the zombie out, runs in the fucking Winnebago and just fucking leaves. She's like, I'm oh, leaving. The chick who was like, don't mess with don't Texas. Mess with Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> so she survives, probably, yeah. as far as we know. It's one of those Romeroisms yeah. where we have yeah. a character just leave and it's her stories to be, you know, yeah, man. determined. I, I love think it. It's, yeah. Her, like I said, it's a Romero her, thing and I like it. She, she <laughs> lost her boyfriend and he seemed yeah. like a good dude. He did. And they really loved each other. And yeah, man, she was just getting fucked the whole time. She's had her tips whipped out by another fucking zombie. Some asshole just filming it the whole fucking thing. Literally an asshole <laughs> filming a, the whole just time. Just a bad couple of days, let's just say. A bad couple of days. <laughs> Any more comments about uh, the opening scene, boys? No, it, hooked, no, I, it, it certainly yeah. hooked me in. I, I enjoyed it, especially the newscast they were trying to get. So, uh, hottest person. And I, I said it prior to the show. Sean Roberts is an absolute hunk. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with that. And then, for yo, if you threw that shirtless picture up, everybody I think would personally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was that jacked in this movie. I feel uh, like he was for Wesker, though. Oh, definitely for Wesker, dude. He was yeah. fucking huge. But that was like 2013, maybe not that late. He's in four and five. I know. Yeah, for I was gonna sure. say that was. Um, I don't think he's in the. I don't think he's in six. Is he? Is Wesker in six? What the hell was six? <laughs> the last one. Wesker is the one where that was where like okay so. I'm trying to think five ends with Wesker at <laughs> five ends with Wesker at the White House right? Yeah. Yeah. So then six starts and then I think like. I think Wesker is still in six, but I can't remember okay. where. Okay. Anyways. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus, fuck. So, yeah, I'm going to probably have to agree with, even though he was brooding the whole time. Actually, I'm going to go with the two brooding people. I'm going to go with uh, him and then the girlfriend, because I thought she was really hot, too. Yeah, I, agree. I thought I, the girlfriend I for sure. Because um, Screams from the Hive. A, a Resident Evil podcast. Just, there you go. Yeah, that would certainly work. There's a lot of content on that. That's almost and, a one that you don't run out of content. Coming out still too. Yeah. Um. And you know what? I'm gonna have to say, uh, throw one in there for the professor, because he just kind of <laughs> had that old high Englishman who really was good with a fucking bow. Good monologue. Oh, he was. Yeah. And and great monologue. Yeah, like. Little bit of a booze hound, so you know. You, you hey, hey, to there's that, all, listen. But. In the times he was in, is it wrong? No, he said it never fucked with his like his actual perceptions or anything like that. Well, so, then guess yeah, what? Yeah. And if he Booze-hound was drunk as fuck up. when he shot that boy zombie, 
like pff, kudos to him man he can drink his whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> he, could drink every, he could drink every bottle in the house at that point right? fuck dude so score set the mood score not so much but it, like the sound design is absolutely fantastic and it definitely uh, lends its hand to uh the effectiveness of scenes in this film i think that it's it's, it's done well yeah, and I don't really remember her score to begin with. So for me, it did. It did I think she the film, she did the film add some stuff. She had music. Right? Yeah, there's music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I for some, I guess I was not really paying attention to that. The film itself is what set the mood for me. I it, the music, not so much. Not for me. Well, usually with found footage, you don't get that. That's why. So, so I that was one element. I'm like didn't really pay attention to. I, I think it, I would say yes, just because it wasn't there. Um, and the fact that she even mentions it, so you know it's there. Yes. <laughs> like, it, it's is it like super memorable? No, no. but it, then again, it's supposed to be a college found footage film. Bingo. On the internet, so people like you know what I mean. Like, yep. She didn't even have to do that. Like, it could have just been like, "Yo, here's this shit that's going on. Everybody watch." But the fact that they decided to edit it and everything like that, like. Favorite character? Professor. In- Samuel. Yeah, professor. <laughs> Amish guy. Jason Creed. Oh, the Amish guy. Ooh. I love the Amish guy. <laughs> the Amish guy was great, dude. <laughs> he he did it. I don't know why I didn't so say well. that. <laughs> ah, I almost want to take you back. Nah, Do I, I have the professor, too, though? I'm yeah. sticking with professor. I'm sticking with my pick, too. Can't go wrong with Samuel. Great characters. Fuck. I'm gonna have to go. It's a tie for me, dude. I can't. <laughs> I mean, Samuel has a fucking chalkboard, dude. Like, who the fuck else has a chalkboard? Awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, all right. So, was it scary? This film is not scary in the usual sense, but the world it sets up is. Yes, I feel like this pool scene, like we talked about, that kind of got a little tense. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, it def- this and movie had a lot too. of ten- had a lot of tense moments. The hospital was one of them. That because of the way it's shot, obviously, certain things you just don't see coming right away. The and sheer I failure lo- of the media it. is scary. Also God. true. Could you? I mean, just imagine that right there happening. <laughs> like that. That right there would be the scariest fucking thing to happen in real life. All right. So, does it hold up today? I would say yes. Yeah, well, I would yes, say so. It's a fairly recent movie. It's yeah, you know. right. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. Oh, so I think that Let this go. film represents Romero's displeasure with the media post 2001 and the subsequent distrust that it caused within the United States citizens, and we can still see the effects of that today with media bias. All right. Okay. Chad got some light. I think that uh, another good, uh, this is kind of also going to touch on some of the story elements. I think when the TV cuts out, it was made apparent to all the characters, and more importantly, Jason, that this film needs made and that it needs shown shown as the media is no longer reliable. I think that's whenever it really hit Jason that he needs to do this at any cost. That was it when uh, that was in the camper, right? I believe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have here? Is my, in my notes. Uh, 
Excuse me. I think that's about it. Pretty much just how the media just failed to fucking do their jobs here. And it just this and this then, film kind of shows you like this is in a time 2007 where video cameras were a lot more accessible to people and where when the media fails, it's up to the citizens to tell the truth, especially whenever things are being hidden and not being told the way that they're supposed to, especially in a post 2009-11 type world. Uh, things like this uh, happen. I don't want to say anything else uh, because that's a slippery slope, but yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair, yeah. All right. So uh, acting, good or bad? Stage good. actors. I think it was great. I think they all did great for what they did on the film, for sure. So yeah, 100%. Yeah, nothing, nothing ever felt super hammed in. It, it felt real. Yeah. And that's the key, especially for a film like this. So... This question's kind of funny, but we've already kind of discussed it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Here and there. But uh, cinematography. I feel like seeing it as it's a staged. Uh, it's a stage found footage film with cinematic right. elements only because the people filming it are supposed to have a knowledge of cinema. Yeah, I feel like as yeah. a found footage film, it's one of the best looking ones out there. Mm -hmm. And I think well, it's unfair to use the use the phrase staged found footage film because every found yeah, footage film is no, staged. You're right. You're right. I, that was. <sighs> but you also just something that I noticed that even lends like to the authenticity of it. Whenever they're talking and they're not necessarily trying to capture footage, how the camera goes to a slightly off tilt because they're resting it off their shoulder instead of focusing, mm. it's just kind of sitting there like this. Cause yeah. whenever, whenever you, whenever you do the uh, swap to the other camera, you can see the people holding it kind of resting it. But yeah, so that's whenever you get see fucking the, heavy. Yeah. Right. I just think oh, that that's yeah. cool that there's things that that's in the cinematography and was included. That's yeah. Always going back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was nice that they found the second camera. Yep. Um, convenient <laughs> you're right though chad that stage doesn't stage isn't the right word i was looking for but like i think i i, I know what you're trying to get what though you mean by it. yes yeah like it's not your usual found footage i would just i guess right I'd say. if of the found footage films it's one of the better ones yeah. i would put it in a top five found footage there you go I don't even think I can name five found footage films really that I've seen. I'm, you know, yeah, I was gonna say you just put me in a real Red Cloverfield VHS. This film, Blair uh, Witch, Blair Witch, VHS. I did really enjoy. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. yet. Second one seen was that. okay. And the I've first one was. Wicked. I think the film Abduction about aliens is uh, found footage as well. Yeah, I think I think the Phoenix tapes might also be yeah, found footage. Are we the talking just general tape for found footage? We're talking uh, just general or horror found footage? Anything I was going horror because Chronicle was yeah. really good. Hell, oh, yeah. oh yeah, Hell, Hell House. House. Oh, what's the way? What weren't the um Poughkeepsie tapes as well? Yep. That there was, we go. Good. We need to watch, dude. Them. I'm gonna say exist, man, and I know you guys haven't watched it, but I really wish you fucking. Would. Oh, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> I forgot about that. I've seen all those in theaters. I, I, I like those actually. I got that fucking. They're enjoyable films for sure. I still have yet I'm, to. Watch I hate when people shit on them. Sixth one, mm -hmm. dude. The fifth I, one is way better than anybody gives. I didn't for. see from that the marked ones. Um, the marked ones. Yeah, the marked yeah. ones. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a good spinoff. That that shit went full fuck. But it wasn't though. It wasn't a spinoff at all. It went full fucking circle. Yeah, and everybody like forgets that. I'm like, I remember correctly. Like Toby goes awesome. and like haunts a Mexican family, right? 
Yeah, but yeah, okay. at the end of the movie, they end up in the fucking original house from the that's first right. Movie. And that's who's down on stairs when the husband goes down to like when she screams. And then, yeah, dude, like I was like, no. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't see marked ones. Steve's going to be on that fucking review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't, uh... No, man, we got to do Piranathon first. Yes. And then we'll do paranormal thon. <laughs> And Steve me mentioning heart. that willed it into existence. <laughs> fucking Shout Factory TV is doing Piranathon. Yes, listen to us. Is it today? I think it was today. I thought it was this week. Oh, I thought it was the weekend. I, I, thought, no, I, I thought it was today. Wait, uh, no, I'm gonna look. I could be wrong. No, nope. Let let's talk about premise. Loved it. Love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good premise. Night of you know, Dead with Brody said that it was it, it just kind of a mishmash of all of his other work, but I think it's more derivative, and I think it's uh, he set the he set the universe with Night of the Living Dead, so now you kind of got to plan stories within that already set universe. So you're going to touch upon things that are already mentioned within that as or as order to make you feel like you're in that universe. So I think that yeah, you can take it like that, but you can also take it as hey, this is Romero just sinking you even more into the Living Dead timeline. I just right just like reinserting like all right we're not going we're going back into the past and just this is a completely just, different type of people yeah. yeah this is an alternative 1985 which we created down here. <laughs> yeah. this uh, is the romero multiverse it's and right. Ch chad you were right it's it's today uh 12 a.m it's going for 24 hours yeah piranathon <laughs> But it's a it's a twenty four hour marathon of Joe Dante's nineteen seventy eight and it's ninety five and remake. the remake yeah oh just the two so they're now. still they're still missing some that means we have to one up it boys mm. yes <laughs> mm. as we all right so we are on our yeah, right we are on our triple R's rewind, rewind. I'm gonna rewind I would rewind this I'm gonna rewind it this was yeah. the second time I watched it and I would totally watch it again. Yeah, this was my first and second time. I watched it twice, so yeah. Nice. Say, I watched it when it first came out. Yep, me too. That was about Same. I did not. Right, you boys want to so rate this? Let's rate this bitch. Let's rate this bitch. Okay, so my scores are going to be high. I'm going to give it a four. Chad? I'm going to give it a three. Didn't hate it, didn't love it. John? Three, seven. Give mine a 3.8. more score of 3.6 out of 5 for 2007's Diary of the Dead. What Fair did we enough. do for Land of the Dead? Probably something similar. I was going to say, if, was that? That might have been higher. I feel like that might have been I think that was uh, a little higher. It was 3.4. Oh, it was a little lower. Was lower. Yeah. Oh, hey, John. Wow. Right on par with what you said. I think I kind of enjoy this slightly more than Land of the Dead. <laughs> <It's just laughs> <a little laughs> that literally fits perfect. Uh, fucking A. Full circle. Nice. Yes. Fucking A. So next week. We're going out. Yeah. We're going. We're going sailing, boys. We're going out to sea. Woo! Taking uh, a fucking not, cruise. Not under the sea. Just taking a no. cruise. Okay, okay. so it's sea. not death ship, right? It's, it's not, not right, no. death ship. Ghost ship. Ghost ship. Okay. Ghost ship. So if yeah. I watch a film with Nazis, I'm watching the wrong movie. Listen. Yes. Okay. If if you, if you don't hear Mudvayne every 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Watching you got the right one. <laughs> or if you right. see the cover and it looks like a steel ship, 
and not a skeleton ghost, you picked the wrong movie. Okay. Uh, the, the the covers are very, the artwork is post art's very similar. I think the same, I, I could be wrong. I think the same person did. You're talking about the original artwork, yeah. right? Well, no, look up the, if you look up the movie, look up Ghost Ship and then Death Ship. And then Death Ship, they're basically (laughs) these things. Because there's a new cover on, uh, I don't know who dropped this out, but there's a new cover with like the the little girl on it and shit. What I'm more excited about is the next time I see you guys, it won't be on here. No, it'll be in person. It'll be in person. Yes. Unfortunately, except for me. Next time, Bob. I will be there in spirit. Oh, by the way, you know who's in Ghost Ship? Carl fucking Urban. Yes, he is. The man. <laughs> fucking he, love uh, Carl Urban. I'll watch him in anything. He is a good right, dude. He's like, I love The Rock back in the day. And I still enjoy it, but he was the reason I still love the movie Doom. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. Like, he, he was the best part of any of the uh, Star Trek, the newer oh, Star Trek movies. Hands down, dude. Like, he was great. Fucking when he nailed came in, bones. When he, his first introduction, like scene on the fucking spaceship, dude, when they mm-hmm. were first meeting at the academy. Oh my god, perfect. Loved it. Like, yeah. like all I got left is my bones. Fucking <laughs> a. So, oh, I forgot to look up. I was looking up Death Ship, <laughs> Ghost Ship. Let's see where this bitch is at. I uh, sent I sent a couple pictures in the chat just so you'd be like, oh, now you really see, yeah, how close they are. So it's on YouTube, Google Play, Voodoo, all the shebang. Uh, it doesn't shit. look like anything for premium subscriptions or anything, though. So she's going to be a renter. Urban as Dread as well, Brody. Yes, I feel like mm-hmm. that should have been mentioned. Oh, that was a fantastic movie, too. Are we getting a second one? I've heard they I thought they were talking about it. I've heard so much. See, they, they might get a second one. It might be a TV series. Oh, I don't I think don't anything's going to come out of this. Fuck it. Probably not. Suicide yeah. Squad was pretty good. Yeah, I have not watched it yet. I, I gotta watch, watch that. it. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I know Scoob's really enjoyed it. I wanted to watch it over the weekend, but we just got Brody too busy. Said he enjoyed it too, right? I still, t- I'll still watch Justice League over that, but it's pretty fun. Good, dude. I watched uh, the Constantine animated movie the other day. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, it's fucking killer. City of Demons, I think it was called. Yeah, that's the second one, right? Uh, all I know is he has sex with the version, like. The embodiment of Los Angeles or something like that. I was like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Constantine's a that's, badass. That's, that sounds like a very Constantine thing. Oh, yeah. It was fucking awesome. Fuck it, like, fucking ghosts in you know, of entire cities. No problem. Yeah. Dark side. No problem. John Constantine. Listen, where you I, haven't, I haven't I haven't watched dark yet because I there's a few I feel like I think I missed before dark. So I need to catch it. Like, oh, my God. Dark. The scene where they first go into the. uh Fucking house. What's his name's house? Constantine's house. The yeah, the uh, mansion that can teleport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the house I, of mysterious secrets. Yeah, one yes. of the dudes comes out and he's like, "Is that really Batman on my front lawn?" And oh, it's wait, just like a meta was, moment. Well, that, was in ju- that was Justice League Dark. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay, I have seen that one. That shit fucking that, cracks me. That up. was great because that's just Batman for an hour and a half, just watching shit he's never seen. He's just going. Mm. <laughs> gotta go to the back computer later <laughs> yeah like God but then you totally see those guys use it later like all that stuff that he witnesses he then yep. uses an apocalypse war to fight dark side like bringing fucking swamp thing out and stuff okay sorry yeah <laughs> i will get there i'll try to watch it before con this weekend so we could talk but but like whenever i say like when john constantine's like dark side pfft, 
I mean it, dude. Dude, Constantine's a fucking beast, though. <laughs> He's such I a got, beast. I need to watch the show. I, I don't know if you guys watched it. I, I heard good things, but it sucked that it got canceled. I just want the Keanu Reeves Constantine got, to show up in the got, multiverse now. It got canceled, but he ended up on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That's right. Oh, he did? Also, I, really, I do want to go really on like record saying that I prefer the Flash King Shark design over the Suicide Squad one. Just saying he looks I, meaner. I agree. Yes. Like, I understand they wanted to go with the more toys. Cartoon. You could sell toys for days with the one you did on Suicide Squad because he's cute. Well, not only that, but he kind of is also very similar to uh, King Shark and the Harley Quinn. Quinn TV. Series. That is something yeah. I noticed. Which yes. I fucking love that version of King Shark. Yeah, because it's fi- oh, dude, he's fucking hilarious. But so t- I totally understand from a marketing standpoint. I just like from an aggression standpoint, I would have liked to see him like that. And I or even more like Assault on Arkham King Shark with the metal jaw. And he's oh, more Jesus humanoid. Christ. That would have been more intense. Did you guys did you guys see that uh, some of the cast members of Suicide Squad went on? Uh, was it Jimmy Fallon? I think it was. And but Cena went Cena, in character. Dude, he's been doing, he's been promoing the movie in character. Like, well, because costume the whole they time. did the uh, Peacemaker TV series that's finished. And oh, really? the uh, second after credit scene sets it up. So what, that's why he's heavily promoting it right now. Oh, I love because, that. That is, yeah. that is a total wrestler thing to be in character all the time. I saw a really funny meme. It was Dave Batiste is like, I want to be you so bad. <laughs> nah, man, I, I, I have a lot of catching up to do with the dc universe i can tell uh, dude, like I, said, the I mean he does really good for like an anti-hero guy it's it's pretty fucking fantastic and the way he interacts with blood sport is just so unique fuck him in the movie <laughs> yeah he's such an asshole he's such an asshole. don't no spoilers i want to see no spoilers, Steve. I, all right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch that after tonight or uh, after this podcast. I don't think I'm going to have time tonight. How long is it? Is it like a two-hour-plus movie? two-hour, I figure, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to watch it at some point. Because I hated the first it one. Also I, 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 that's, the Birds of Prey uh, storyline. That's why I didn't want to watch it at first. Ooh, I, so I, I do I have like to watch Birds of Prey? No, uh, just know that Harley's completely broken up with Joker. Okay. Okay, because I think I started Birds of Prey, and that's how it starts and. That's how yeah. it started. She's right? completely she broken up with Joker, and they carried on the uh, flower. Uh, Did she blow up his face? Aesthetic. Or something? I'm pretty sure something like that happened. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I, 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 but you that. see her mentally move on. So I, I thought Birds of Prey looked shitty as fuck. I, I have no desire to see that. I never. Yeah, didn't watch it at all. Myself. Like I said, you they can didn't... hate these movies, but all of them lend themselves to the overall story arc, and that's what I you have to appreciate about them. I, yeah. I just think it looks like a one big kind of joke turd it's 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 like they just completely ruined all the characters that everyone's based on fair enough because like who's in it like huntress huntress um black mask black canary yeah black 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 canary's in it Mm -hmm. okay who this is the second birds of prey right wasn't there a tv show from the cw in the early 2000s called birds of prey yes yeah it went one season Right. Yeah, uh, it's it's a non-linear story and in the the typical gun fashion, so it, it flows really really well. Okay. I heard 
I saw Starro's in it, and that's all. I was like, I was super excited to see. Well, that. there's an yeah. alien. Well, what Chad would really like there's an alien aesthetic to it. Uh, Starro uh, does. If you guys read the comics, you know what Starro does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the face hugger thing with mm-hmm. Starro, and then Bloodsport's uh, mask is almost a xenomorph to a fucking T. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, there's that app that you can do the Starro thing, and like yeah. all they were like promoting the app too i saw that shit but. yeah i was so very happy that they uh or, did the whole star starro thing fuck yeah dude all righty gentlemen did you ever think, did you ever think did you guys ever think we'd see a movie where starro was the villain no, no and i'm happy we did because exactly. he's easily but, one you know of the what cooler ones. i guess it it took james gunn to bring to there so fucking hey dude I'm excited to watch it, honestly, because it just looks so Me too. Like, I, I thought it looked really fun. Like, uh, when me and the wife went to see uh, Fast and Furious 9, that was one of the movies they previewed. And we're both uh, like, that looks pretty cool. The second one definitely looks better than what the first one was. Malignant's coming in September, so I'm just like impatiently waiting. By the way, how many of you guys thought that uh, Far From Home trailer was legit? Because I wasn't fooled <sighs> for a second. Listen, all so, I'm going to say I'm is when I lie. watched it, I was like... Oh, because that's a movie series that I've been then, loving watching. Unfortunately, as soon as it was brought to my attention, I was like, God damn it, dude. Now I do see everything. And yeah. I don't care. I, I still loved it. Yeah, like I'll and take it I'll for what it's kudos, worth. Yeah, I'll give kudos to whoever edited it together. Kudos. Uh, fuck you for teasing. But at the same time, like, <laughs> good job. Uh, fuck that's, you. Now that's, I really hope Marvel doesn't hey, hold out speaking of not fuck no you, trailers or teasers. Uh, Trevor died. Trevor Dick from the whitest Trevor. kids, you know, I never watched that. The creator. Of oh, whitest kids yes. Yeah. yeah, I saw that in the news this morning. I never knew that I never watched that. Not me neither. But but as far as Spider-Man go, I have been loving the Spider-Man series with Tom Holland. So I'm like, <sighs> I just but, can't believe like ever more. Really Marvel is not going to make dead at 41. Damn. Oof, that's young. Jesus. Well, rest in power, sir. He's been yeah, working for piece. Disney ever since that show went off air. Hmm. Yep. All righty. So I feel like before we go, we should definitely say uh, you should come over to Steel City. Yes, if you are. So the next time you see us, we'll be at Steel City Comic Con from August 13th through the 15th. And we will be at the Project Louder booth in the main hall yes, area. We are in the dealer alley. room. We are yes. in the dealer room this time. Uh, we are More foot I- traffic. I-13, don't know where the fuck that is at, but we will show you on Thursday. We'll take pictures, and I posted a picture up on Instagram of what our banner will look like so you know what we'll look for. John and I, John will be there. Chad will be there. I will be there. Steve will be there, and Cameron from Comics and Kaijus will be there, and I can't wait to, to fucking meet all of you guys, talk to you about film. Come check out our exclusive merch and just have a good time. Support our sponsors. It's, it's going to be super get a sexy fun. t-shirt yes mm-hmm. get a sexy t-shirt i can't hey. wait to meet some of these celebrities and uh, hopefully capture some footage i can't wait to go see the uh nerd academy booth oh wait they don't have one <laughs> oh. and that's how we'll end the podcast this is the pod boss dj bowser saying see you at the con <laughs> you chad daddy seeing i'll see you bitches next time this is your fluff master scream saying see you later gorehouse this is your killing machine, Bobby and Moan, saying, check these guys out this weekend. See you later. Oi. Oi, you. Yeah, you cunt. You want to know why you look like a drop pie? Well, that's because you're not wearing any Project Ladder merch, you fucking goddamn lousy son of a bitch. How about you do us all a goddamn favor? Park up, pull your fucking head in, visit the website over at projectlouder.net, click on the merch tab, and most of all, tell yourself you're sick of looking like an asshole. 
grab some of that merch, treat yourself to a nice cold frothy, and start being the mad cunt we both know you truly are before I stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Cheers, cunts. Thank you.